The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Plans to send humans back to the moon and even to Mars are very slowly coming to fruition as yet another of Elon Musk's attempts at a SpaceX launch exploded. Now, while we're told that the effort was a success, the Starship rocket has been grounded as a federal investigation into the damage caused by the debris is underway. For more on the progress made into space exploration, the Artemis Moon to Mars mission and China's growing space programme, I'm joined by science communicator and Irish Times columnist on space, Neve Shaw. Neve, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I'm very well. Now, can you explain, first of all, how a rocket that decides to self-destruct shortly after launch, how that can be deemed a, a success, please? Well, it's about effort. You know, it's it's all about this the notion of standing on the shoulders of giants and the incremental incremental necessity to to innovate is is really what why people consider it a success. This is the largest rocket ever built. Um, it's um, about twice the the thrust or the power of the Saturn V that got us to the moon. Um, it's the first time it was fully assembled. So what I mean by that is, so you have a rocket, and then you have something that the rocket is 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 delivering. So you know, say you're going to the International Space Station. Sometimes that's crew and people, or sometimes that's food or whatever it is. So. So this was the full stack of the rocket, which was called the Super Heavy, and then the actual spacecraft, which was Starship. And so they had tested Starship. They had fired the the engines and the Raptor engines on the bottom of the Super Heavy, but they'd never actually uh, tested it in full assembly, stacked together. Mm. So last week was the first time that they actually did uh, a test flight. And so um, it's a success, um, I guess, for the engineers and for the scientists um, because uh, it left the launch pad. It took off. It got as far as the moment when the uh, the deliverable, which was the Starship, the spacecraft, was supposed to separate from the rocket. The rocket, by that stage, the fuel is empty and it's supposed to return down, um, you know, fall back down to Earth. But eventually it will be reusable. And so then the next phase was that they were going to see if they could get the spacecraft, the Starship, then to orbit Earth. But at that moment, something kind of broke down. And so um, what they have in place in those moments to be able to make sure that something really heavy doesn't fall back down to Earth, they just they just uh, hit the detonation button and it, and it exploded. Mm. So f- they got four minutes worth of data. So that is considered a success when... Mm. You're yeah. talking about something that's never been uh, made before, and thousands of people, thousands of hours have been put into that into that moment. Because yeah, so, they all applauded. Yeah. I mean, even when the thing yeah, exploded, the people at SpaceX applauded. It did huge damage to the launch pad. Yeah. I saw pictures yeah. of it. I mean, the concrete yeah. was destroyed. It yep. also spread huge amounts of debris over uh, a town in Texas. It broke windows and so on. Um, so that's why the federal authorities are saying, "Hang on a second. Yeah, well, well, so, okay. So I think they really need to look at, the, one of the things I think that they hadn't really factored in is I think they really need to look at their launch pad design because, again, this is a first. So launch pads aren't flat. Like, you don't you don't detonate a rocket just um, on, on a kind of a, a flat surface. What you'll do is you'll build in a structure underneath the rocket. So the rocket is on top of a sort of a vertical structure. And with most launch pads, what happens is that that below surface, you've got a kind of a cavity and um, usually it's very black and stuff. And and that sort of absorbs a lot of the excess um, explosion from from the rocket. 
um, that's required in order for it to get that point where it's 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 um, uh, the force is greater than the force of gravity, which is what moves mm. it vertically, right? So it, with most launch pads, what they'll have is they have that and then they'll usually try to deflect the flame and then they'll have a load of water towers to keep the, the smoke down as much as possible. So again, because this is a first, I'm not sure, nobody's really talking about how the launch pad was designed, but I think from, from the community of people that I've been sp- speaking to, the first thing is, is that their launch pad was way off. It's okay. way off because so back that to the should drawing not board. happen. Uh, yeah, that really that shouldn't happen. Now, yeah. what's the... Uh, task of this particular rocket? I mean, we have the Artemis mission that's going to uh, whoop around the moon and eventually land people on the moon in just a few short years. What is Elon Musk's rocket designed to do? Well, he's for hire. So, you know, this guy is in business. So, um, you know, uh, SpaceX is uh, working collaboratively with NASA on their Artemis mission, which which you already mentioned, to eventually put people on the moon. And, and this Starship, uh, the, the the concept design of this, the spacecraft that was on top of this full stack, um, is going to be the, the base design for their human lander system. So when they do eventually put people on the moon, it will it, the, SpaceX have the contract to, to provide the spacecraft to do that. So... It, it, he is, he's somebody, like I was very fortunate back in 2016, I was at a conference when he kind of unveiled for the first time his his grand design is, you know, when he started with, you know, as a species, we're not going to survive it. You know, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, whatever. But but he he gave the background to why he he's doing this. So he he feels that there has to be solutions for humans to to get beyond Earth, and um, and so he's thinking of the long game, and he's thinking about uh, a spacecraft that's powerful enough for us to get to to Mars. But, but this the, is crackers. Te- this is absolutely crackers because you've <laughs> got a, a population of billions of people on Earth. The yeah. most you can do with all the resources that Earth has to offer is move perhaps a few thousand, maybe. And then yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. going to be in a place where there's no atmosphere, where they're going to be exposed, exposed to radiation, where they can't grow crops except in some artificial environment. It's nuts. We have a perfectly good planet that we're destroying here. If we'd only stop destroying the planet, we wouldn't have to embark on these uh, adventures for the survival of humanity. There may be other reasons why you do it, you know, reasons of physics and so on, just pure discovery. But to actually create another habitable place for people to live, that's nuts. Yeah, I agree. He's kind of quietened down a lot about that, but I, I'm telling you that because only, I only mentioned it because it was the first time I'd heard about it. And mm. he, at the time, he had designed the Raptor engine and everything. And what's been interesting to watch, so that was 2016, what's been interesting to watch is like he's created he, everything he said he was going to do, he's done. And like, that's what's kind of mind blowing because we all reacted exactly the way you did when he when he said that we're like, oh, what? we don't need to leave Earth, we need to take care of Earth, you know. But he has actually done everything he's he's kind of planned mm. out. So the first thing was he created a reusable rocket, which was no which which was no mean feat. And now everybody's uh, designing reusable rockets. So what I mean by reusable rocket is in the past, um, it would be very expensive to build a rocket. You'd have your payload or your thing that you're that you're deploying off into space, which would be people to the International Space Station or satellites or whatever. He's created a rocket, the Falcon 9, which is his basic rocket now, and he regularly uh, gets, once once they once they deplete their fuel, which gives the thrust for the thing to get to space, it returns down to Earth. And that's like, oh, that's a done deal now. And so um, he, he, he thinks outside the box. Yeah. So now, he's got to be able to deliver a payload at a price cheaper than the current offering, whether it's an Ariane offering, 
you know, yeah. maybe a Chinese offering in the future. Uh, yeah. So how is he on price competitiveness? Because he want, because this rocket is going to be reusable. And this is what's incredible. Like we saw the damage that that caused, right? And all the smoke and the plume. And it has twice the thrust off the, off the Saturn V, which got us to the moon. And that, like, else even doing that as humans is incredible. But he's like, he's cranking it up and he's kind of going, well, I can do, I can do it better because he wants his rocket when it's, when it, when it, uh, when it deploys all its, its fuel for it to return and be grabbed by the mechanical arm off the launch pad from which it left, which is like, mind-blowing if he, if he succeeds at it. But it's just so going to gently lower itself down again yeah, and yeah. be seized by the arm. Yes, yes. I mean, you're an engineer, I'm an engineer. I mean, that's that's incredible. Do you know what I mean? Is. Like, that's, it's amazing. So he's, what, so the people, the reason why I think people applauded, I mean, he definitely does have a kind of a mega fan base, which is, which is amazing in and itself that I think that people, he's captured the imagination of the general public. I think that's great for, for somebody like me that's, that's kind of trying to get the message out there. But it was a shape-shifting moment. It, it is like one of those moments, I think, that we will look back on. And, um, you know, if he successfully manages to create this reusable rocket, I mean, the whole cost of space is going to go down radically. And it's always been about, you know, cost and politics. Everything that we've done as a species in space has always been driven by economics and, and politics. You know, the whole point of us getting to the moon in the first place, it was a, you know, it was it was a reflection of the Cold War between Russia and America. Mm. And this return to the moon now is part of a, a much longer term plan by NASA and all the partners that created the International Space Station to uh, understand, um, can humans um, figure out uh, our solar system? We, we, we have rovers on Mars and we have, you know, there's, there's been rovers and there's been people on the moon. But we, we really need to understand the system of, of, our, of our solar system. And, you know, we're very small in comparison to the scale of it. So the, the further we can go, the better chance we have to answer questions. And, and Mars is particularly interesting to us because something happened to Mars for its climate to change, for its atmosphere to change, for, for it to have no longer water on the surface. But you can't do that overnight. That's like a hundred year plan. Okay, well. And so we've spent a lot of time in lower Earth orbit to understand. We've, we've taken it as far as we can. And now it's the moon. How do we keep people alive for, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 two or three weeks when exposed to radiation from, from the sun and from space itself? And can people actually live for a long period of time exposed to that? So these are the questions we're trying to ask ourselves now about the moon. And he is a commercial entity in, in all of that who is providing, I guess he's providing more cost-effective solutions for space agencies to answer those questions. And then in tandem of that, he's also space for hire. Neve Shaw, science communicator, Irish Times columnist on space. Thank you very much for joining us. Fascinating stuff. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.